Charlotte Felcher, host of the Kid Fun and More podcast on Word of Mom Radio. I've written several books on creative play for kids, including my latest, Kid Fun 401 Easy Ideas for Play. On our podcast, we'll talk to people who care about kids in many different ways. Experts, entrepreneurs, psychologists, parents, teachers, and others. While learning about their line of work and special interests, we'll also talk about their memories of fun they had when they were young. I'll also share a kid fun tip that we hope will enrich your experience with kids. And now it's time for our guest. I'm excited about another Kid Fun and More podcast because today we have somebody who's a very special guest to me, and I know she's going to be so helpful to our listeners, Damaris Alvarado Rodriguez is a dedicated advocate for children. She's been invited to speak on many occasions on behalf of the lives of young children. She's a member of several boards and advisory groups. But what's most important is that she's the owner of two early learning child care centers. Damaris was born in Puerto Rico. She grew up in Brooklyn before moving to Philadelphia. She owns Children's Playhouse Early Learning Center. One is called New Bolt and one is called Whitman. And I do have to be transparent with people who know me. I have a public relations business based in the Philadelphia region and Damaris is my client. And when we do this podcast, I want you to know I have so much respect for her innovation and her concern about kids. In fact, she has this quote, I believe we have a responsibility to educate children and prepare them for kindergarten, and we take that very seriously, which I know. Welcome, Damaris. Thank you for having me, Sharla. So excited. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. Let's talk about families who are looking for child care. What's some advice you could give them? Oh, wow. Looking for child care is so difficult nowadays, especially in the infant and toddler sector because there's so many providers that are not providing infant toddler care. I my recommendation to families when looking for child care for their loved ones, for the little ones, is to find a, a loving environment, right? A loving and nurturing environment. Looking for happy kids is definitely a key. Looking for artwork and activities that children do across the classroom, maybe in the center, is also key as well. Ask about safety rules, right? What what are their health and safety plans to keep the school communities safe in addition to affordability, tuition rates, you know, reviewing that and making sure that it's not breaking the bank. Childcare can be really, really costly. You know, I think some of those things were eye-openers to me as much as I know about this because the first thing you said was that it's a loving environment. What would be more important to a parent is leaving a young child, a baby, in someone else's care. And then safety, well, that leads us to talking about COVID. Mm -hmm. And wow, since March 2020, look how the world has changed. How about for you? Oh, wow. Since March 2020, just like everyone else, it's just affected 
our programs and you know our teaching staff mentally physically we've just been working non-stop in keeping our, our school community safe you know and revisiting policies and making sure that we're up to date with the latest requirements and suggestive practices in early childhood and working with our families you know networking with our families and being very transparent with our families. We don't know everything, but we're definitely going to get through this together. And I think that's the key message that I share with my family. And I I can see that you do that. But when I think about time before March 2020, you were still very concerned about safety and everything that you have to do as a child care center owner. And now the addition of COVID I empathize with all owners. It's been a very rough ride with a lot of owners. I speak to a lot of daycare providers, and, and they're not okay. We're not okay. We're just strong, you know. We're just very strong. We're a strong community of childcare providers, and we, we love what we do, and we're not giving up. We're not a fight, so. That's great. Our children are lucky to have people like you. Thank you. Have, have you seen many traumas in children? this year, the past year? Absolutely. Through COVID, a lot of children were remote. You know, we did some remote sessions last year and coming back, some of these children were never exposed to childcare. So, you know, they were used to home life and then now they're in childcare because their families have to go back to work, you know, and, and it's just a lot, you know, some of our uh, children that require some some special needs and some support, you know, they're a little backed up with the referral process and, and receiving those uh, therapy sessions and those support services that was needed. Um, so we're just working with the families right now and the children, you know, that, that obviously to be able to provide them those supports that are needed to get them ready for kindergarten, you know. Right. I know that there have been terrible shortages. I mean, the whole country is in crisis about staffing. How have you managed the staffing problem? Staffing shortages, in addition to COVID, has not been fun, to say the least. We have been experiencing, uh, well, you know, nationwide staffing shortages for the early child care um, sector. It definitely uh, has to do with paying providers and paying the teachers, you know, what they work, and that's something really difficult to do. So we always had issues, right, with our incomes and, and, and definitely what we're being paid, what's worth, you know, true cost of care for children. And I believe COVID just really pulled the, the Band-Aid off of that big wound, right? So coming back and as, as programs are opening up the doors, they were finding that folks that were working in childcare just you know, decided to go work elsewhere, you know, either for more money and less requirement, less stress, you know. So it's been really, really difficult. You told me that people who work for Walmart might make $21 an hour minimum. Oh, yeah. You can't compete with that. We can't compete, you know, with these big businesses like Amazon, Walmart, you know, even Starbucks, you know, the other day I, I saw help wanted ad and I think they were starting at eighteen dollars an hour. And then I required to have child development associates or an associate's degree, you know, to start off with that. So, you know, we're working effortlessly to advocate for more funding for early child care and to pay our teachers what they what they work. But I wanna add the bonus that they get in a job like this 
versus a job in Walmart. It is so personally rewarding to have such a positive impact on the life of a child. And I see it in your teachers. I see how proud they are of the work they do. And that's very important. Yes, it, it, it is. It's very different it's very than working at Amazon. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, children, I, I go through a lot of stresses. <laughs> you know, I have to deal with 278 families and their concerns. You know, I call myself the punching bag. I don't take anything personal. So there are some times that I just want to give up or I think, you know, these thoughts of giving up and saying, let me just, you know, close it down and forget about it. It's just too much work. And once I enter a classroom and see the kids laughing or hear the echoes of those laughs in the classroom, I immediately, you know, suck it up and say, this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, I am making a difference. And a lot of folks after COVID have evaluated what they want to make a difference, right? A lot of people that are working in the fields right now, they should be loving what they do. And I am very lucky to have a team that loves what they do, right? I have an amazing team amazing teachers and they're still there and they, they work each day very hard, you know, to make sure that their children are safe and in a loving environment as well as a nurturing environment, getting them ready for school. So they're focused and they're, they're mission driven. So I love them. That's great. The topic of this podcast is kid fun and more. And the more has to do with any kind of issues or programs for children. When we talk about COVID and childcare, it's kind of a downer, but you bring them up. I see those kids walk into Children's Playhouse and they have great smiles. They can't wait to go there. And I think you're right. I think people, they might be reevaluating their life as far as what they do. Like a lot of people can work remotely. That's new for us. But the warmth of getting that hug in the morning when we can hug and that beautiful smile on a children's face, that's the beauty of childcare. Oh, yeah. When we reopened our doors, Sharla, the hug. You know, in just the spaces, you can see their smiles underneath their mask. I call them, they smile with eyes, you know, so you can see that they're smiling. And you know that you're doing something right when children see the end of the day. They don't want to go home. They want to stay because they're having so much fun. And I always remind them, you're coming back tomorrow. You know, we'll see each other tomorrow. Those are the pleasures of this field. Yes, definitely. And going back to what families should look for you know, when looking for high-quality programming, it's looking for those things, right? Looking for those smiles when they go into school and the excitement of children sharing their day with them. And I thought it was interesting when you said it seems so obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me till you said it. When someone is looking around and shopping for childcare, just look at the other children. If they're happy, that's a really important clue that your child will also be happy. That's something I share with my families when they're doing tours in our facility. I actually wrote uh, a few years ago, I realized that a lot of families, you know, they're first-time families. They really don't know what to look for when they're looking for childcare, apart from affordability, right? So I wrote some key questions that they should look for, even if it's not with me, even if they decide not to, you know, enroll in Children's Playhouse. I always give them some key questions to ask um, when they're going into childcare programs to make sure that they're making the best decisions for their children and their families. And that is so helpful, an article like that, because when someone is a new mom and a new dad, and even not new, you know, that precious cargo, that little baby. Oh, it's it's so overwhelming. When my granddaughter was born, we didn't do infant care at the time. So I joined, you know, 
families across the world looking for child care programs for my granddaughter. And that was additionally difficult for me because, you know, I have eyes of an observer, you know, with early child care experience. So I'm looking at things a little bit differently than a typical family that's looking for child care. Right. Um, yeah. So I had to quickly realize that I have to stop, you know, I, I had to take off my hat, my child care hat mm-hmm. and go into, you know, regular mode and looking for what's best for my granddaughter. You know, I have a similar story. When I taught kindergarten, I was, you can guess, pretty creative and um, I loved my kids. And then my older daughter started kindergarten and the teacher was so strict. And everything was by prescription. They learned a song on Friday. Can you imagine? Their creative activity was limited. And I didn't have a choice. This was the school, the the public school in our neighborhood. Right. So it wasn't like I was selecting it. And I wasn't happy. I came with too much knowledge because I knew how much better it could have been. Oh, in our programs, we we allow children to dictate to us what they want to do and what they want to learn is learning through play. And the teachers have to meet the children where they at. You know, we do have a curriculum that's based on so that, that's proved and we have to follow. But we utilize those curriculums to really get children to think out the box and to do some really and do some creative ways and creative thinking and learning through that model. It's right. amazing with these with these children. I, I have to tell you something really quickly. I, I um we're in an exercise study right now through the creative curriculum. And the other day, a child was in the front desk, in the reception desk, and he's posing a yoga pose. And <laughs> I, and we're like, what position is that? And you know, he was he was saying I can't remember what position it was, but we thought it was the cutest thing <laughs> that the teachers were doing yoga, right? Because they're talking about exercises and they're doing yoga with this three-year-old, and the three-year-old wanted to show us his pose, and he was waiting very patiently for his other friends to come into the building and posing as he was waiting. So, uh, you know, those are like the magical moments. Isn't it? That happened, yeah. You know, I'll tell you another story about me. When I taught my kids about Christopher Columbus and George Washington, they didn't just learn the words of a song or hear me tell a story. They were George and they were Christopher Columbus. So this mom came in. I remember the name. I mean, it's 50 years ago. And she came in and she said, I was giving Ricky a bath and he was making these motions. I didn't know what he was doing. And he said, Mom, I'm rowing a boat. I'm going to discover America. And he put his hands up on his head like he was looking out. She she loved it. And I loved hearing that story. So Damaris, we're going to take a break. And we want to thank our sponsors. And we will be right back with Kid Fun and More on the Word of Mom Radio Network. She is brave. She is strong. She is you. Because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote. Or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network, and build the businesses of their dreams. Because when you win, we win. We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some... 
the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404 or go to nosuchthingasabully.com. Don't let the name fool you because stadiumbags.com has a line of clear bags that enable you to use your phone and your smart devices without removing them from your bag. Not only that, but the product is so good it'll stand up to the cleaning solvents that you need to use now to make sure that when you come home, you come home safely. So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. We're back, and I'm so glad to continue our discussion with Damaris Alvarado Rodriguez on Kid Fun and More. She is a child care advocate, a children's advocate, a real cheerleader that you always want in your corner. Let's continue with how are you assessing the needs of the families today? We have a holistic approach in our child care center, and we actually have a social worker, family advocate, that's what we call him in our center. And the family advocate, he is amazing, Mr. Marcelino. He contacts the families at the time in enrollment. He helps them with enrollment, and he creates a family partnership agreement with the families. And through that family partnership agreement, that's where he assesses the needs of the families. So it can be anywhere from employment opportunities to higher education, immigration, you know, food. So once that is identified, then we work our magic, you know, we start looking for those resources for the families. In addition to that, we also do a lot of community-based work. So we do anything from COVID testing to vaccines to from four or five and over. So we bring that into the facility on the weekends, you know, for the communities and also for the for our, our, our child care families as well. I would love um, you to tell our listeners what you do for teachers and talk about <laughs> shopping this Christmas and what oh, that was God. about. My teachers have had such, I mean, they're going through their own mental traumas through COVID as well. And sometimes we forget, you know, it's not intentionally, it's just that we're being pulled in so many directions. And I really wanted to take a moment, you know, to thank my teachers and to really recognize them for the hard work that they do. And Typically, you know, prior to COVID, we would have a big holiday party right before our holiday break. And, you know, we we're all party and, and, and call it the day and we'll go away. But we couldn't do that this year. So I decided to take my teachers on a shopping spree. So we went to Target and I surprised them. I contacted all the families and asked their permission to do an early dismissal. And all the families agreed and they were really excited about this to be able to provide that for the teachers. And we went to Target, and I surprised them at Target and said, you know, you have half an hour to spend $100 each. And there were some rules. You know, the rules were that they couldn't buy gift cards, right? Because I know that all teachers across the world, when they have gift cards, they spend it in the classrooms and not on themselves. Another rule was that they had to spend it on something that makes them happy for them, 
not for anyone in their household, not for any for them, whether for some pillows or whatever. And they did. You know, they were so excited. They had a great time. I followed a few of them. There was a lot, you know, about, I think, 48 of them at, at that time. It was a lot, you know, so it, it was it was fun. They really enjoyed it. They couldn't thank me enough. Some of them actually reported how difficult it was for them to shop for themselves. <laughs> because they don't do that. They're they always do shopping yeah. for somebody else. Yeah. So All afterwards, right. you know, I actually um, sent a newsletter and said, you know, I hope that you took this activity and practice this a little bit more. Take a moment to yourself to provide yourself with that much-needed mental health moment, you know. I had so much respect for you and for what you do for your teachers. It's such a great indication of the kind of child care that you provide. And from my point of view, we got lots of publicity for you and I wasn't able to be there, but watching you on our ABC affiliate and the cameras with the teachers and seeing how thrilled they were, it was great. They were so excited to be in the music. <laughs> They're like, oh, my gosh, we didn't know, you know, we would have done our hair. I said, you guys look beautiful. You look fine. Right. Um, but, yeah, they were very excited. How do you balance your personal life while meeting the needs of staff and families and children? I mean, I know you have a great personal life. So <laughs> tell us about that. I have to be, in, I, I, it became intentional with disconnecting. I have four daughters. You know, the oldest is 28 and the youngest is 10. So we're really busy in our household. I have a wonderful husband and he's, he's the best partner ever. He actually helps me with everything I need. So we try to make those intentional moments, you know, on the weekends to kind of disconnect. Uh, I try as best as possible and make those memorable moments with them. I see you on Facebook. I see all these great places that you go with them the creative things that you actually do at home. And on Kid Fun, it's the tradition on this show that you share a memory that you had as a young child doing something that's Kid Fun, very creative. And then I'll share a tip too. Sure. Um, I remember when I was a child, we, we were very poor. We came from a very low income family. And so we didn't have access to toys, right? Uh, so we would just go outside. I, w- I remember with my brothers to go outside and well, some simple water and play in the mud. And we would just create these molds of, you know, cooking stuff. Like I would pretend I'm cooking for my brothers and bake a pie made out of mud or, you know, create a fort made out of mud, you know, with them. And they would pretend that they were G.I. Joes or I, at that point, I, I believe at that time it was like the Duke of Hazards. They were pretending like they were the Duke of Hazards. <laughs> um, so, you know, those are the fun memories as a child. And that I bring home, you know, we live, uh, we're lucky enough to have a big yard space and Sometimes I just take all my kids' toys away and say, let's go out in the mud. And they're like, what? <laughs> yes, the mud. You know, it's part of nature. Let's go do it. So, you know, I try to be very intentional, given my children those teachable moments, you know, and those simple moments. <laughs> and yeah. now I understand why you're so talented at those mud pies. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you those taught great memories. You taught me that. Yes, <laughs> go, I did. Go out and buy dirt. And make mud, and I bought cupcake tins, and I bought all these things. So I could do the same thing on television because you are my role model. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
And did you have fun? It was so much fun. We had so much fun, and we had some of the kids from your school come and join me. And I, I just love that it doesn't take money to have fun. That's yes. what Kid Fun's all about, the creative things that are right there in your home. I'll share a quick example. I was babysitting for my granddaughters who are 8 and 11, and my older granddaughter said, let's go to Michael's and buy kits for making crafts so they can make bracelets and things. Okay, we bought those, and I kept thinking, this is not how I want them to you know, entertain themselves, but they made bracelets. That took about 20 minutes, right? They spent hours in the kitchen making sculptures with spaghetti, dry spaghetti. We used a plastic cup, whatever they could find. If we had beans in the house, they glued them on. This sculpture went really high with the spaghetti. And then we got other noodles that were little tiny, like macaroni, like ziti, but much smaller. And then my other granddaughter made a pyramid shape. (laughs) We glued the sides and she poured these little noodles on them. And then she poured sprinkles on them. Very colorful. And it was just making fun from the things that you have at home. Yes, it really does. I, I, you know, when I was teaching, I loved taking simple things from home and then making them like a teachable moment. Right. We used to use the spaghetti with um, gumdrops and create towers. And then we weigh how many, like how many gumdrops does it take to hold this book, you know, so mm, it, 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 it became it. a science experiment, but the kids were, had fun and it really didn't cost me anything other than, you know, gumdrops and some spaghettis that I had at home. Right, and I had um, marshmallows and she was sticking them in marshmallows. Yes, yes. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope people who are listening are going to go to their kitchen cabinet with the kids and yes. look for stuff for fun. I thank you so much for being with us. Children's thank you Playhouse. for inviting us. Me. <laughs> Children's Playhouse Early Learning Center, two centers in South Philadelphia. You reached uh, 280 families, more? Yeah, 278. At 278. Moment. And um, I thank you for being with us. I thank you for sharing the inside of what it's like to own a child care center. Thank you, Charlotte. On behalf of everyone here on Word of Mom Radio and the Word of Mom Media Network, thanks for tuning in to Kid Fun and More. We're going to close with our fabulous theme song from Smith's Sisters Bluegrass. So, till next time, this is Charlotte Felcher. And don't forget to visit my website, kidfunandmore.com, for activities, information about my books, and much more. She is sure. She is strong. She is true. She is brave. She is bold.